back to the New York Sports Exchange, episode number 96. And we got Tobin Anderson on the show. Phenomenal guy, interview. He's such a beauty, ladies and gentlemen. This guy, he he's making me... This interview just made me want to put the house on Iona this year. They're going <laughs> to win the Mac. That's my bet. As I was wearing a Sienna t-shirt, he, he gave me shit for that, but that was awesome. Still awesome nonetheless. Phenomenal interview. interview. Cannot wait for you guys Great to guy, hear. honestly. Just a, just a great person. He's a top-tier basketball guy. Like, this guy just lives... a to- Honestly, just a to- after talking to him for 30 minutes, he's just a top-tier guy. I mean, he's just an absolute beauty. He's one of the boys, and, and it's a great interview. I'm, I'm excited for you guys to listen. I'm very excited, too. Before that, NBA Finals tied up at one apiece. Game Shocking. three. We're recording this Wednesday afternoon, so game three is tonight, so we do not know the result of it. Stanley Cup Final. Vegas goes shocking, up shocking, shocking. 2-0. Who said it? I said it. I said it. Who said it? Me. Wow. I said it. <laughs> I, we know you said it. We know you said it. Okay, calm down. Calm down for a minute. <laughs> and they did it. They did it. Those crazy sons of bitches did it. Live gets loud. The merger, it's here. This is golf. A lot to talk about. We got a lot to talk we about. We to talk about Aaron Judge on the IL. Mets stink. Mets. Also, mind you, Tobin Anderson did say that uh, there's no hope for the Knicks. <laughs> there is no hope for the Knicks. <laughs> he was giving me shit about the Knicks. I was like, uh, uh. I'm like, let me, let me have the way. Knicks. Let me, we'll, we'll talk about all of it later. So let's start. I want to jump into this game, too. Because for, for the NBA Finals. Okay. So Denver, Denver finally loses at home. So how, how does it yeah. make you feel now? How does this make you feel now? Are you, are you more skewed? Do you think Miami has a shot or... I do think Miami – now, here's the thing with all with all this. Game one, they absolutely dominated. Everyone saw it coming. Like, there, there, was, no, there was no shock there. Game two, it seemed like Denver was going to roll up until the fourth quarter when Duncan Robinson just couldn't miss. Yeah. He just Four, could, five, he miss. two, three, ten points. And, you know, here, here's the thing for – you know, Miami is that Gabe Vincent showed up to play. He showed up, he showed up to play. <laughs> he, he 23 points. I, I don't know. I'm so skewed. I don't know who's going to win this. I still like Denver, but honestly, an impressive game for Miami. Really. With Jokic uh, putting up 41. That is true. Jokic Michael, Porter Jr. Had, Michael Porter Jr. had an off night. He did. He he sure as hell did. That was, that was something just because if you, like, really think about it, well, you saw that stat, right? When, yeah. When Jokic scores forty points in the playoffs, they don't. Yeah, they don't. They're zero three. They're zero three, and I think it's because the Heat did a very good job of not making Jokic a passer. They made him more of a scorer. I, I feel like they lived with him. They were able to live with him scoring because, you know, everyone game one they were so much more focused on Jokic. He didn't really have his best game, but. Jamal Murray went off. Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. had a good game. When they were able to basically like let Jokic score at will and they focused on the other players, that's where they found their success. Michael Porter Jr. didn't really have the best game in game two. I think the same goes for Jamal Five Murray points. as well. One of six of three. Yeah, 18 points. Seven of 15. Three of eight from three. The thing is, I get it. I know what you're saying. You know, when you give make him less of a passer, 
when he scores 40 points, they don't win. There's no way in hell Michael Porter Jr. goes two of eight from the field again, one of six from three, only puts up five points. This guy is, he, he yeah. honestly could be argued as a generational score. He had dude, an off this night. Guy, this guy was the number one recruit coming out of high school. And then it, yeah. he probably would have been a top, a if he top didn't, five if he didn't get hurt. If, yeah, if it wasn't for injuries. Yeah. But the, there's no way he goes one of six again. So, like, what's the answer for. Miami, because this this came down to a Jamal Murray double team like last like three point shot. Like yeah. this was one this was a one possession game. Like how how do they expand? You know, at least separate themselves. Because when I look at their roster, you know, Duncan Robinson had a great game. He didn't miss. You know, Gabe Vincent had a great game. He, he didn't really miss. Max Struess had a decent game. You know, four ten from three, forty percent. Very good. He had a very good start to the game. Struess. So yeah, so it's like it's like what more do they need to do to con- you know to take put away this Denver team and. I don't. I just don't. I don't see them having. I still have Denver in six. And I think Denver wins tonight. Miami. Okay. Do they cover two and a half? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. That, 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 that's all. That's all I'm getting at right here. Um. Any other NBA news that I'm trying to think of? I mean, the draft's coming up. I'll do a mock. Oh. Um. No. Uh. Austin Reeves and Jalen Brunson to Team USA over the summer. So that should USA. be fun to watch. USA. USA. That should be fun to watch. And with isn't McCall playing too? Yeah. It's All it's, way. it's gonna be way. it's gonna be a fun summer. <laughs> My pronouns are USA. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, Stanley Cup. Jesus. Game one was a great game. I'll, I'll I'll say that game one was a very good game. Very back and forth. Vegas pulled away at the end. The third period was great for Vegas. Yeah. Score doesn't really do it justice. Game, Game two. two. <laughs> oh, Vegas. Yikes. Yikes. Um, if you're a Florida Panthers fan, I would just be worried because they just, they look at, they're not one. You go back, there's a the fifth goal in the Vegas game. They have four guys on the ice. They get a late change. There's a, a pop out right in front of the net. There's nobody there because there's a guy on the bench. They're getting bad communication on changes. They're screening their old goaltender. They're not blocking that many shots. They're letting pucks through. This is not the Panthers team we saw in the three rounds prior. I know they've had a tough run, a long run. Uh, again, I've been saying Vegas this whole time. Do I think a sweep's coming? No, I think probably Panthers will take one. But going They'll into this game three, home. they play well. At yeah, home. but going into this game three tomorrow, how can you be confident? How can you? You lost seven to two. You were down five nothing. Yeah. How are you? Yeah, how are you hey, coming? This it's happened before. Where like I can speak from like a Rangers fan perspective here. Like you know, like that run a couple years ago. You know that. They lose a close game one. They get whomped in game two. You're you're going down 2-0 back at home, and you're really thinking to yourself, like, I don't I don't know how how well this is going to go. And then you know you build off those games at home, and then it, I, I've said it. Michael Jordan said it best: "You are not in danger unless you lose a game at home." Yeah, but here's here's my thing, right? You know, with that Ranger situation, Igor played great. You know, yeah. they had the great Bravowski got pulled after the fourth goal. So yeah, they got their backbone, their backbone that they put in that has been carrying them with Kachuk that has been keeping them in games is off his game right now, or at least in the last game. So you go home. If he looks shaky in the first period, this could be done in four. Like Vegas could legitimately do this in four. I can, I can definitely see a sweep. I can definitely, with how talented, like, and Mark Stone, saying, Shea Theodore, Petrangelo, yeah, Eichel's cool. playing out of his mind. Eichel, so Eichel for any player, I think in his first playoff run, Stan, second most points ever. He's got 23 points right now, and they're still going up. Oh my first, God. In his first playoff run. Jesus Christ. So, 
Shout out Jack Eichel. That's your Con Smythe winner. No need to really talk about it. We can move yeah. on to the we can move on to the the shit show of the Mets if well, you want. <laughs> I want to talk about well first of all I want to talk about uh I want to talk about the Rangers coaching search because uh it's it's not good. <laughs> no, it's not. I mean, here's the thing. I think what we've learned here is that it seemed like Drury wanted to keep Gallant, but then after the player meetings, it was basically like we have to fire this guy. Right. And then I- they're kind of getting fucked over with who's available and who's not because as of right now, I think it's down to John Hines and Peter Laviolette. A lot of people wanted Patrick Waugh. He just won the Memorial Cup. Rangers announced that they, well, the Post learned that the Rangers aren't in on Patrick Waugh. So it's leading me to believe that it's coming down to those two. I've also heard that they might hire Laviolette and John Hines might be hired as an assistant. There's There's a lot going around. There's a lot going on right now, and it's just I'm not enjoying. Here's my question to you. Okay. Okay. Rangers have another season where, say, they get shipped in the first round or their wildcard team don't even make it. They have a you know subpar season than what expected. Is Drury the next guy out? Because you can't. Yes. You, yeah, you because can't keep firing head coaches. Here's the, here's the thing. I said this when they fire fire Gallant. I'm like, this hire that they're about to make is make or break for Chris Drury because. You can't keep firing head coaches year after year. That's not it's not how a team stays sustainable, you know? And trust me, I think Dolan is we call Dolan an idiot all the time, but I don't think he's that stupid to realize, you know. You know, Gallant goes after two years. What if the same thing happens with Laviolette? What if the same That's, thing happens with Hines? So it's 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 Jury's next. And it's and that's I up, think I think he's up next. Well, I There's think this no doubt this, in my mind. I think this firing was him saying, This is what I have to do to keep my job. You know, like, yeah. well, because the players, it's after the players meeting, after the, the exit interviews with the players, it seemed like, it seemed like they, it, jury was basically like, all right, I got to do this. Like, yeah, to keep and, my players happy. And it's now you're going into an off season where you have, you know, three major UFAs at forward, uh, Tarasenko, you got Ma and Kane, and you're looking at an RFA with Lafreniere, who you have to, you, you really can't let go. You have to bring back. Um, I can and, I can live with no Lafreniere, but I'm sorry. Drury can't. <laughs> um, yeah, that is true, but I I, I can't. I, I'm I, I'll I'll live if yeah. We, uh, well, okay. You got it. You got to sign Keandre Miller. There's a there's a ton of moves that need to be made this offseason. I think they already uh, did. Oh, did, did they bring they? him back? I don't think they. Oh, did. No, I'm thinking of fuck. I'm thinking of Heedle. Yeah, they they got to bring Keandre Miller back. There, there's a couple you know contracts they got to give out. Bridge deals. Drury's got I think like eleven, twelve million cap to work with. So you're you're looking at like this is going to be a whole over, overhaul, not real, not a whole overhaul, but you're losing a couple of premier guys you got to replace. You're bringing in a new head coach. This year for him is, I mean, I'm sh- I'm shaking in my boots if I'm him. This is it. This is it. Yeah, like you show is, up or you're gone. It's, it's make or break. It, it's this really, is exactly it's what really happened to Dubis last year. This is exactly what mm-hmm. happened to Dubis. It's figure it out or you're gone. Yeah, that's basically what it what the situation is right now. But I mean, I just. At this point, I'm hoping for Laviolette. I would be because, too. I just know he's the guy. John, John Hines sucks. I know. <laughs> just about for, to say. Like, let's just say okay. Let's just say for the for the you know the the fraud hockey fans as they like to call themselves. Um, John Hines was the coach of the Devils during uh, Jack Hughes's rookie year. You all know Jack Hughes. He kicked our ass in the playoffs. Ninety five points this year, or ninety nine. Okay. Sorry. 
I think he had over 100. No, I, I think he was just short. He may have got to the 100 point mark. 95 to 100 point Jack Hughes. <laughs> yes. Uh, John Hines had him playing on the fourth line. As an 18 year old. As an 18 year old kid who is known as this generational talent. Skill I think I guy. Said this, I think I said this before, but I'll say it again. Now imagine if Lafreniere, if Kako has like a bad ha- has a bad run, Ben just throw him the fourth line, bench him. Like they just can't do you can't do that with these I guys. I don't even think he makes it to the fourth line. That's that's what I'm saying. And and you know when you have vet coaches like that with a veteran attitude who don't know how to adapt to a younger team, where you know you re- you realize these guys are 21, 22 years old. You got to integrate them in the lineup. You know you they have a bad game. You can't punish them and take away their confidence. Lafreniere is the number one overall pick. Capocacco is the number two overall pick. These are two premier pick guys that you you got in in top five range that should be showing out and giving you at least 45, 50 points at this point. Yeah. And they're not. And, and, and it's it's I think it's partially attributed to coaching. And I also think it's not a good fit for them. These are two guys you can't keep in the third line. These are guys that got to get minutes every, every, you know, yeah. every night. They got to be out there. They got to be playing because they're not going to develop. They're not. That's just what happens. Yeah. It's 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 literally been like the story of the last year, basically. It's it basically all started when you know Game Six against Tampa when Kako got scratched. It's the thing. It's little things like that as a head coach, you know. And this is something that Barry Trotz also struggled with the Isles. You, you can have a great reputation, but for, if you're you know you're coming into an atmosphere and the Rangers have a winning, they have a winning atmosphere right now. They have a winning culture. They're 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 a, yeah. you look on paper they're a loaded team, and I think that's why they're going after you know some veteran head coaches with some structure. But they have to have an adaptable structure. You can't be benching, like, putting Lafreniere on the fourth line, saying is like putting a 25-year-old yeah. Artemi Panarin on the fourth line. Yeah, like, what are you, like, you're not going to get anything out of that. Yeah, it's not, it, like, what are you, like, what are you, what are you teaching? What are you getting out of it? Like, there's Nothing. no, like, yeah. You're not, you're not sending a message either. These guys, you know, they're skilled guys. They need time to, and creativity. You know, you make yeah. a bad mistake. You, you they don't want to be, you know, if I make, if I turn this puck over, I'm not playing the whole third period. You can't have that mentality yeah, like on the ice. You can't, and you can't you're choking up that. and you're sticking out playing loose. Yeah. Um, let's talk some baseball because there's a lot to talk about with the Yankees and the Mets and actually all throughout the league. Honestly, uh, let me – no, no, yeah, let's get the Mets out of the way because there's not many – anything different. Not anything we different. Talked to, we, just, we talked uh, some Mets with Tobin, by the way. Uh, for the Mets, not anything different from last time. They still stink. <laughs> <laughs> well, they Lindor's... swept Philly the last time. The last then they time got we, they uh... got swept by the yeah. Then they go they play the Blue Jays. They get swept. All right, I, I got to talk about it because why don't you walk Vladimir Guerrero Jr. with a struggling Kevin Vigio on deck? I don't. Why don't you like? I don't know any Stan. I don't know anymore. Like I don't. I don't know anymore what the pitching is doing. You know, like Carrasco. I get a text from Joe Tool last night. Do you go to the Carrasco game just last night? Bring him recently. He goes, you know, Carrasco's pitching a gem. He goes, you don't get, you don't get many, you don't get many games like this. I think the next pitch, Austin Riley hit a two run, uh, two run single. Then they went Ozzy Albies goes yard. They had the four run inning. I'm saying, I'm like, dude, like, it's what are you gonna do? They put in who they put in last night. It was, uh, it wasn't Riley. They put, yeah, Drew Smith blows it. He puts up a run. They put Adovino in. He lets up a run. Pitching stinks. They can't hit. They're paying Lindor millions on millions of dollars to bat two thirteen. It's not a good problem. I don't know. It, it's not a good – and then you're consistently you're consistently playing these guys like Vogelbach. Vogelbach is not good. <laughs> like people, He's batting 209. He is – why are you still putting Vogelbach him in the lineup? Vogelbach is not good. You no, he's, he's not. You're playing young guys like Beatty who's – granted, he's Who, struggling right now. but He's not good either. He's batting like 230. Why, <laughs> like, why does it matter yeah. with him? Vientos, 
Alvarez. Like, there's... You, I don't know if what you, you guys are if doing If you're with right the Mets now. right now, give Vientos as many at-bats as you can get him at the DH spot. Because what's the difference? If you're going to put Vogel back in anyway, he's not going to get on. So yeah. why not at least let a young guy this get like a chance? the same guy that like, stepped into the spotlight three games into his MLB career and hit a game-tying home run where basically if you lost that game, people were going to pronounce you dead. Yeah. And and this is also the same guy, you know, you're putting in Vientos, a guy that showed up clutch in extra innings where they come back from three runs because, you know, he hits a ground ball off the middle, gets an RBI single. Like, these little things like that where they show flashes and then the next game he's like, They're, you're not playing. And yeah, that— you know, we got to start Narvaez—yeah, now Narvaez, you DFA— Well, Thomas granted, he had, he had a good game yesterday, but— <laughs> Narvaez? Yeah, I think he went, okay. he went one for two with a walk, which I is fine, but— He gets on base. <laughs> Big whoop there. Big whoop. Um, All you can ask for. Yankee side of things. Um, went to the game the injury. Yesterday. The injury bug is clouding the Bronx. <laughs> it's, I, I mean, you thought the smoke was clouding the Bronx? I think it's really the injury. It's It's truly the injury bug. Stanton comes back. The West Coast trip, it was a great West Coast trip. I'll give him that. You know, take two out of three in Seattle. You take two out of three against the Dodgers. Great. Like, what more can you ask for? Judge makes a phenomenal play and right. Does it bruise his toe? Yes. Is he missing two weeks? Two weeks, says Aaron Boone. Two weeks means two months. Honestly, two- could be like three. <laughs> it, it, it could be three. Like, who knows? But I, uh, in a way, I'm like very optimistic. It's hopeless optimism. It's hopeless <laughs> optimism, but if you like really think about it. Welcome really to being a Mets fan. It, <laughs> but like, just let me let me talk here. If you really think about it, this stretch of games for the next two weeks, White Sox. Now you lost, but you know it's still the, the White Sox. Giolito pitched a gem. Still, still the White Sox. Dylan Cease can't pitch for shit this year. Might yeah. as well go out and rape him. <laughs> you have you have the Red Sox coming up. Red Sox are an underachieving team. I mean, sorry Tim, but the Mets are pretty underachieving. <laughs> I'm not arguing with you. I just said they were. They're third the in their division are, to yeah. Miami. How is Luis Arise batting 401? Like, uh, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that later. Let me, <laughs> let me talk about the Yankees. We're going to talk about Luis Arise. You have the Mariners, again, another underachieving team. Then you have Oakland. That's a sweep without Judge. Oakland's up 7-3 to three right now in Pittsburgh, by the way. Still. I mean, it's the Pittsburgh Pirates. But still, if you like really, if you hey, really Oakland, think Oakland it, took Oakland beat Atlanta. Just, just saying. I know Oakland beat Atlanta, but like at the same time, though, you have to like really think here. Like Oakland A's, <laughs> it's it's the Oakland A's, and you're going to be playing in front of twelve people in Oakland, and then you have St. Louis, another underachieving team. The only series where I'm like really worried about, where I'm like, oh shit, like we might have some trouble with that one, is the Texas Rangers. And Degrom was crying I yesterday. Feel so, no, I feel so bad for him because like, here's the thing. I think he knows. He knows that he is the best pitcher this generation has ever seen. Like, there's no yeah. doubt about it in my mind. And, Tim, like, you can be – like, how how are you feeling about this? Like, Obviously, no. Like, you, you still have an emotional attachment to a guy like that. Yeah. You know, you grew up watching. Um, The thing that I just – I saw someone say that, uh, you know, this isn't – I'm not calling him out. I'm not making any accusations. But I, it was three years ago that DeGrom was unhappy with Sandy Alderson for disclosing that – he had a partial tear in his UCL, and DeGrom just yeah. quickly denied it, said it wasn't true, and then he was disgruntled with the organization. Do you think he was right? And this is just... Sandy? Me. 
yeah, do you think maybe this is, you know, repercussions of what, for the past three years after him calling him out, you think this is maybe partially his fault? It can be, but, like, this is, I, I don't know. Like, that's the thing. That's the thing. It, it, do you think he gets gypped out of the Hall of Fame? That's what people are saying, which, well, like, which I kind mean, of scares me a little Stan, bit. Stan, right now, with you look at his accolades and stuff, you're looking at, like, a Tim Lincecum kind yeah, of style career. that's the thing. You're looking at, yeah. And it's just not, it's a longevity thing. You know, he, he's one of those guys where he just, he showed up. It, it, yeah. Like for a good like five, six year stretch, but he can't he's pitch. He's 32 years old. Yeah. 32. And, he's not pitching until 2025. And unless he's honest to God, and this sucks to say, but unless he's willing to an adapt to like a closer role or like a setup man role. i fucking do that. Then he's he's gonna be a ten, he's gonna give you eight yeah. games a year, and then he's gonna get hurt yeah. every single time. And like, so, I don't blame I don't blame the Texas Rangers for giving they, for throwing the money at him. Did they take like, an insurance policy out on him? Is my they question. Did not. So that's that's where it's like, what are you doing? Like, you gotta know. You can throw Actually, him all the wait, money, ba- baby. Hang hang on. Uh, Rosenthal said something about it. I'm because that find... I mean, you're really screwed if if not. Is he's done? He's done for a while. And that stinks um, for for a team that was red hot. I don't know. Okay. That stinks. Um, I forget where the uh, uh. All right, let's talk about it. Actually, we'll we'll actually no, we'll talk about the Rangers more because despite Degrom, be getting Tommy John, this is like the best start the Texas Rangers have ever gone on ever, and. Better than the 2012 World Series? Team? 11. 11. Or 2011. They went to back-to-back World Series, if I'm not mistaken, right? They went oh. in 11 and they went in 12? Or no, 2010 and 2011. Yes. This is, they're better than the 2010 and 2011 team. Yeah, they haven't been this good since Josh Hamilton was in, in the outfield. If you're, if you're a Texas Rangers fan right now, lock the fuck in. Because you guys are better than the Astros. The Astros, what have they done? Yeah, like, I exactly like this is and, like and we we were all like, why are all these t- and we I saw this coming. If I'm being honest, you throw half a you're, you're spending half a billion dollars on your middle infield. You got to be contending for something. Yeah. Josh, Young, if, Josh Young looks like he, he might be an all star third baseman. You got Nathaniel Lau doing great. Ezekiel Duran. Phenomenal. Yankees had it's, him. We traded him away for fucking but, Joey Gallo. Right. No, they're they're on a hot start. I've we've seen some teams start off hot like this before though and fizzle out. But but does it on. feel like that's gonna it, does it feel like that's gonna happen with them? I don't think they fizzle out. I I, I really don't. So then think are you are you looking at like an ALCS of like the Rays I, and Texas Rangers? Like <laughs> I don't know. Like that's it, it's gonna be a weird playoff. Just to eat just to because this team is good. Like, people need to realize that this team is very good. And I don't... Are they off for two days in a row? Am I, like, blanking on that? Well, or am I... Rangers, are, Rangers are on a hot they're start. They're 40 and 20. They're 20 games yeah. over 500. They're, what, are they second in the league? I believe so. What yeah, are the Rays are, at now? The Rays are 44 and 19. Jesus Christ. They don't even have 20 losses yet. Yeah, like this is McClanahan. Like so, now we go to the National League. Actually, no, let's stay in the American League. Alec Manoa got demoted to rookie ball. <laughs> he got he let up six runs in the first inning. They booed him out of there. 
What is uh, wrong with him? Pressure something you put in your tires, Ted. You know what is wrong with him? He oh. sucks. I mean, does pressure, suck. pressure something you put in your tires. Once said by Alec Manoa when he was asked if uh, you feel any pressure making these high leverage playoff starts, and he said, "Well, pressure something you put in your tires." You know what? I'm just going to say something outright. Seems like guys who say that kind of end up having a bad next year. Jordan Bennington was horrible after coming out and saying, "Do I look nervous?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's a shame. You know, he can uh, he can try the Southern fast food myth. That is known as uh, raising canes. So I'm very, I'm very happy for Alec Manoa that he gets to open his horizons to new fast food down south. Just bashing this guy. I fucking hate him. Like, <laughs> I hate, I hate the blue. Ever since fucking they accused Judge of that, I was like, I, uh, they're up there with the 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 Astros and the the Rays and the Red Sox. But yeah, you really hate the okay. Rays. To the National League, Luis Arise is hitting 400. This is insane. This is the best hitting I've ever seen since 2008 when Chipper Jones batted like 418. Yeah. I mean, like, what the hell? Finished the year, I think, hitting 380. 386, Chipper Jones. What the hell? (laughs) Like, this is ridiculous. insane. uh, I don't know. I can't. And then, the Diamondbacks. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Like, what? (laughs) Like, Zach Allen is like, Gonna win Cy Young. They, they Corbin got Carroll Corbin Carroll's out. He's tracking balls like seventy five feet away from him in center field, running like thirty miles an hour. I mean, this guy's unbelievable. Okay. Ah. Well, all right. So we'll get to the. We're gonna get to the interview. Phenomenal interview with Tobin Anderson. He's. This is probably one of our best interviews ever. I mean, he's just an absolute class, world class, just world class. I've like lost my train of thought because just the send it. Went, send the interview it. went so interview. well. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen, our interview with Tobin Anderson. Okay, we are here, ladies and gentlemen. One of the the head coach of one of the best Cinderella teams I have ever seen in my life, the current head coach of Iota basketball, ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the legend, Tobin Anderson. Tobin, how's it going? <laughs> It's going great. That's that's way way too way too big of an introduction for me. But... <laughs> hey, hey, you're a white you're you're the white whale of this podcast. So this yeah. is you need you needed that introduction. <laughs> you needed that introduction. I don't. Uh, well deserved. So let's just let's just get it started off right now. So you called me out before. I'm, I am wearing a Sienna T-shirt. I am a current Sienna student. Um, are you ready for some action this year? Like this is this is possibly <laughs> the biggest the biggest year of Mac basketball ever. As far back as I can remember, it'll be a lot of fun. I think. Yeah, no, I'm, ex- I'm excited about. It. Let's get. I mean, I wish it was here right now. You know, actually, that's not true. We, we need some time to, to get our guys here. <laughs> I'm excited about it. It'll be a lot of fun. All back right, so great, let's. Back great league. It's a competitive league. I, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a fun league. So it'll, it'll be uh it'll be a good time. All right, so let's get it started. Um, we're gonna talk about uh we're gonna talk about stack. We're we're like 20 minutes from stack. So this is definitely uh more of a local local ambiance here um so first off so you six straight tournament appearances from 2016 to 2022 so the question here is what was it like coaching division two basketball at such a high level and how did it prepare you for the division one level like fdu and now iona yeah when i, when I first got to stack it wasn't wasn't high level and they won they won five games the year before they won seven the year before that they won five the year before that so they had like, like 19 wins in the, the previous three seasons so um, you know, it was a low, it was low level division two. It was like one of the lowest teams. And I, I think out of 
300 Division II teams, we were ranked like 285th or 290th. Wow. So it was a low, wow. low level Division II. So we had to go in there and kind of um, start from scratch, build the program up. Uh, we, we did. Like we got lucky on some guys. We had a great staff. We got we got the, the you know the right kind of players in there. Built the right kind of culture. And we started we started winning and winning winning begets winning. Like we started winning games and and um, having success and that kind of steamrolled a little bit. We started we started winning you know getting getting better players and having more success and and um, you know beat St. John's by thirty points. We, we went the NCAA's our third year. Like you said, we went every year after that. Won twenty five plus games for I think seven straight years. So um, it was awesome. It was great to build that program from scratch and to kind of see where um, they had never been to the conference finals. So just to go and we won, I think we won seven of the last eight conference championships. Wow. Never being in the conference finals to win seven out of eight conference championships was an incredible accomplishment. And, you know, we were able to compete with the best teams in the country. And, and, um, you know, we had good players. Like we we played, we played pickup here last night at Iona. We had three of my old old stack players were here, and everybody's like, "Wow, those guys are really good." I'm like, "Yeah, they were Division Two <laughs> players." So it just kind of goes to show you, Division Two, II, Division One, it's not a lot of difference. There, there's, you know, there's, it, it, you know, there's the, the line between the lowest Division One and the highest Division Two is a very gray line. So, um, you know, and like part of stack, part of the fun was, you know, we had people that got excited about. It. We had crowds, we had, we had you know, fans coming out. The the students got excited. The president got excited. So. It was a lot of fun. Uh, just a question. You know, you go from coaching D2 to D1. Is there much of a difference, you know, in, in your game plan, your style of coaching, or you just bring the similar kind of what works and bring it over to the Division One level? Yeah, I think it's very similar. You know, it depends a lot of times on, on each year because every every team's different, right? So you don't, you don't you don't coach each team the same no matter where you're at, Division right. Two, Division One, exactly the same. So, but as far as like overall philosophy, like no, not, not a whole lot, you know? I think the one thing you have at, at Division Two, um, you can't find big guys. So at Division One, you get more big guys. So you can, you know, you, you it's harder to find more size at um, at Division Two. So we had to be a little more creative as far as like you know making the game fast and doubling the post and and um, you know playing a smaller lineup. We we used to start sometimes at, at, at Stack. Three guys were under six foot tall. We'd start like five ten, five wow. nine, five ten. So we like this. We were like so. But you could do that at Division Two. You couldn't. Yeah. You one. So this the, that's a that's a big difference is like the size, but the speed, the speed, the skill, the the um competitive stuff. That's all the same. Division One, Division Two. All right. Um. So you've been around Rockland County. You're still in Rockland County. Oh yeah. Um. So you were by, you know, stacked. You live in uh live near Rockland County as well. Yeah. My question here is a little. This, I'm in Blauvelt, so I'm oh, close, to, okay. close to Pearl River, so I'm like right on the on the oh. border of Pearl River and and uh, and uh, Blauvelt. All right, um, my a little bit of a fun question here. Favorite food spot in Rockland County? There's there's a lot. You oh, got to pick one. I mean, you can't. I can pick one. I mean, I can't pick. I can't pick one. I mean, I love I love Bailey's. I love Mountain Ooh. House pizza. I love ba- Mountain House has the best pizza. I um. I love Delarte for Italian food. Oh, I um, love Delarte. <laughs> Gino's Bagels for for bagels. That's a great place. Demora's in New Jersey, a great Italian restaurant over there. Um, yeah, I, mean, I got a ball. We, I mean, I I love the food around our, our place. Spark Hill Steakhouse. We go there. Take my wife there once a month to keep her happy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's say good. Luigi O'Grady's is a great deli over in. in yeah, in there we go. So the ice cream places over there are great too. So like the. Uh, 
yeah, no, I've, I'm, um, yeah, no, I, there's a lot, there's the food is, that's why I can't, I can't move because the food is too good. So yeah, good. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. you gotta, you gotta stay local just because of the food, mm-hmm. just because of the food. I, okay. I the food. Uh, so we're now, so now you get hired by FDU in, uh, in the fall of tw- or in the spring of uh, 2022. So you take, so you met, I didn't even know this, that you took stack from like a six win team to this, you, to a very good team. FDU goes from four and 22 to 21 and 16 within the span of over a year. How, like, what was the mentality going in to the first year with FDU? The record wasn't so great. You bring in a couple guys from stack, like Demetri, like Demetri Roberts and, just what was the what was the mentality going into that year? Well, it's kind of like what I just talked about. Like at Stacks, we, we don't, we, we'd already done that, right? We'd already we already had an experience taking a taking a bad a bad team to to be a good team. So like you you kind of know how to rebuild the program and the and the, and the kind of culture you want and the kind of players you you need. So we had to you know do the similar thing in FDU. The advantage we had, like you said, was Danny was we had um, three guys come with us. So you had three guys who, and Grant and Dimitri had played 125 college games. They they'd played in in every NCAA tournament. They've been to Sweet 16 every year. So they were used to winning and winning at a high level. So that helped us a ton. Um, when you start when you start in a new place, you have three guys who are like um, who've already done those things. It makes life a little bit easier. But as far as like you know, it's the same kind of game plan, the same kind of uh, you know, you're going to change the culture, the hard work, the the being on time. Going to class and doing the right things, um, being a good person, not getting in trouble, you know, uh, working hard in the weight room, working hard on the, on the track. You know, we're we're all about hard work. So like our guy, we know we did six a.m. track workouts, six a.m. twenty twenty and twenties. Um, we're in unbelievable shape. So all that that stuff, and then like you just you just keep grinding away one day at a time. You just keep working and getting better. And you know, we had we definitely had we had some talent. Um, and it, it, all the, the pieces kind of fit together, but it was not, we did not think we could go from four and 21 to having a chance to go play in the NCAA tournament and, you know, beating Purdue and went into NCAA games. Like that was, that was way above what we probably ever, ever dreamed of. So just to get to the NCAA tournament was crazy and to actually get there and win two games. But, um, you know, that's a credit to our, our guys where, you know, they, they really, really got better as the year went along and, and they did the, did the right things and played well. And, and um, it was, a, it was a fun Obviously, I mean, obviously a fun, a fun year, and especially a fun end of the season. All right. Um, so we're going to talk tournament now. So you just brought up the tournament. Yeah. Here, I'm looking forward to this one. So basically, well, I, like talking about, I like talking about it too. So that's good. We, I, I love <laughs> that's, you can, and you can say that too. That's a, a lot of good memories a, there. So yeah, we can talk. About all, all, all. <laughs> so, ba- so my first question about the tournament is like, what were the expectations going into the tournament? Because you know, 16 seed playing in the playing game. What what were basically the expectations going into that? So you go in the playing game, like you know you're you're playing. You know, we we knew we we're gonna be a playing team, like we were, we were right, the lowest ranked team going to the NCAA tournament, just just on the computer rankings and all that kind of stuff. So we knew we we're gonna be in the playing game. It's it's a it's a um, two similar teams, you know. Like out of sixty, was there sixty five, sixty? What is it? Sixty eight teams were ranked like sixty eight. Texas Southern was like sixty sixty six, you know. So um, you know, but that's a game you can win. Like that's if you go play um, a one sixteen game in the first round, you're probably going to get beat because I mean, most games you're going to get beat in that situation. So like, but this is a game you can win. So we knew we had a chance. Like we knew Texas Southern was good, but we um, we had an opportunity and we we played great. Like we played 
we played really well, had a great, had a great, um, great, you know, the guys played ter- terrific. I won by 28 points or 25 points. And so that helped us kind of get, you know, some confidence and some used to the big stage and playing on TV and all that kind of stuff. And so that helped us, uh, you know, get ready for the next round. But that was, um, yeah, that was, uh, get that, to get that game under our belts was, was huge. But, you know, and then you go play the number one seed who you, you know, you know, there's only been one, uh, 16 never beat a one. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's a huge, um, almost impossible task, but like we played terrific and we outplayed Purdue and it wasn't, wasn't a, wasn't a fluke or wasn't a, uh, a gimmick or something like crazy happened. We just outplayed them for 40 minutes and maybe don't, nobody saw that coming, but our guys, our guys believed and they got it done. So it was, yeah, it was uh, I, great. You, you hold, you, you know, FDU holds Purdue scoreless for like five and a half minutes in that game. I, you know, you're on the sidelines coaching. It, it obviously there's gotta be so much going through your head, you know, coming towards the end. What, what's going through your mind? You know, you go at, you go at, you hold them for five and a half minutes. You hit that big three. There's like a minute left. What's really going through your head at that time? Are you, you know, prematurely celebrating? Are you getting excited? Like what, you know, are you just focusing on the game? You're definitely not prematurely celebrating because you're always, you're always afraid <laughs> when you play the number one seat, something's going to go wrong. Like, you know, let's be honest. I mean, people want, people want the number one seat. You know, people, um, NCAA people, the TV, they want the, the one seed to, to win is a, is a, is a big thing. So it's kind of, it's kind of great. We, we were, we, we had played them close, but at the end of the day, it's still hard to be, to finish off the number one seed. So, um, yeah, we played great defense. Like you said, like you said, Tim, like we, we played for five minutes, we were just incredible defense and then hit that shot was kind of like the, was kind of like the, the backbreaker. Like, Hey, this is, this is a, um, realistic thing here. We can, we can win this game. You know, cause I, I hadn't really thought about winning until he made that shot because I was just trying to like, Hey, we're, we're, you know, we're in the game, we're in the game, you know, next possession. And like, you know, you never, as a coach, you never think about winning really the whole time. Um, you kind of, you know, I mean, you know, the score, you know, the situation, but like I never in that game, I never really thought we were going to win or have a chance to win until he made that shot. And then you're like, you know, hey, we're one stop away from us being in control. We get, we're shooting free throws. We got two great guards. They're not going to take the ball from our two great, great, two good guards on a stretch. So we'll let those guys you know, shoot free throws and handle the ball. So, um, yeah, it was a it was a surreal experience. Like it really, it really was. And like, you know, we still try to we try to lock in and finish off the game. We did a good job. Our guys, they. They looked like they had been there like twenty five times. It was you know in front of twenty thousand people. I mean, we don't we don't draw twenty thousand total for our home games at FDU. All of a sudden, it's 20, <laughs> so it was um yeah, it was a uh, incredible. And our guys just played played great. And it's one of those things that like, you won't ever forget that night. Just it's just incredible. Uh, did you mean to say I think we can beat Purdue? Did you know the cameras were in front of you? You you can you can say no. Did you did you know the cameras were there? No, I. I mean, I knew they were there. I'm not like I, I mean, there. me fired up. <laughs> oh, I was so fired up. My wife says the same thing. Like, I have no filter, you know. Like so, sometimes I just say what's on my mind a lot of time, which, which gets me in trouble from time to time. So, like, I just said what was all on my mind, and I didn't really factor in the cameras. And like, I really probably should have thought that through. But like, I didn't think what I said was that crazy. Like, I actually don't. I think we can beat Purdue. Is not like. Hey, we're going to beat Purdue. I mean, I think we're going to beat. I think we got a chance to beat Purdue. So, and I and like, we really did believe that. Like, we the coaching staff thought we had a chance to beat them. We want to make sure our players do that too. But, but um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't factor in all the elements of, of the fact that there was. I mean, but, but like my assistant said, it was the biggest damn camera in the world sitting like you know ten feet from me. So if I didn't know it, I'm not very smart because it was it was right 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 next to me. So, you know. 
Not, I have no filter sometimes, which is you not. You could just game. be like, "Oh, let's just like play the game, see what happens." Like you, Herm Edwards said it best: "You play to win the game." Like you, yeah. you play yeah. to win the game. So I had no problem with you saying that at all. Other other people did, but you know, you proved them wrong. Well, it worked. It worked. It worked out fine. You know, if we, it could have could have gone the opposite way, but it worked. It worked out pretty well for us. Yeah. Um, so, I, I just want to ask: when 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 that buzzer goes off and you realize you you're the second team ever. 16 seed to beat the first seed i mean what what's the emotion like how are you feeling i keeping that all contained until he gets a locker room like what's going through your head right right as that buzzer goes off i mean i'm not even there i mean it's like you can't even describe it like it was just like, it was like, like I, don't, I don't even know i have no idea like i mean i mean like i don't even know what i did how i celebrated like what we i mean just it was just like because all of a sudden it's like we just won and like just you never you never thought all day you know when you're gonna go play purdue like is that really gonna happen and then when it happens it's just like such a euphoric um incredible thing um you saw our players our players going crazy we actually laughed because we celebrated like there was no game after us I mean, our guys all, <laughs> like one guy wanted to cut the nets down like there's a, there's a game, there's a game after, after us. Like, you can't you can't cut the nets down they, they gotta play a game after us but like we were going crazy for a long time we were out, you know, on, on the court forever so um we might have celebrated more than like most most teams should but like it was a it was an unbelievable win and and um, we we definitely enjoyed it. There's no doubt about it. So, you played against Zach Eady. How, yep. how tall? How tall? Like, like is like the tell is does he look like how he looks on television, or oh, is yeah. it like much like seeds expectations? You know, he just he's so well proportioned too. So he's just like a, he's like a giant because he's like he's like um, you know he's not like crazy like a, like a, like he look he looks like a a normal person who just happens to be seven foot four, you know, <laughs> we're laughing. we came out before the game and we're looking at the Purdue team. Like they weren't that big. Like the rest of the guys were not that big. Like they're, they're all like, this guy was supposed to be six, seven. He's like, he was more like six, five. And this guy's supposed to be six, three. And he's more like six, one. So the, the overall, the team that we were like, well, these guys aren't that big. And then he walks out there. You're like, man, he's really is seven. He, there's no like um, exaggeration. Like he is seven foot four. I mean, he's a big human being. You know, and, and not just big, like like tall, but like big, big, huge, huge head, huge body, yeah, like like a Jokic big, big, like just built big. big. Oh, he's a monster, you know. So <laughs> there's a, there's some pictures of our guys guarding him, like we're next to him. Like our, our center was Anzi Al- Almanor, who had a great game that had a great tournament. And um, I mean, it's like Anzi looks like he's like you know tiny compared to Zach. <laughs> you know? I mean, he's our biggest guy. So um, yeah, it was. I mean, he's a big, big guy. You know. Oh. Um, another question. So when you beat Purdue, obviously your phone was blowing up. Cause I, I distinctly remember when you guys beat, you guys beat Texas Southern, right? Sorry, yep. Yep. I just need a reminder for that. But, um, there, uh, basic, so for those who don't know, Tobin is great friends with our former guest, Damon O'Keefe. And told me he was basically like, beat Purdue like his phone's probably gonna blow up right now if they beat Purdue he may need a new phone and <laughs> I was like and he we said that like and then the Purdue game happened and I remember texting him like there was like eight minutes left like right at like the under eight of the second half I remember texting Oaks being like wait is this gonna happen <laughs> like is this happening like I, I feel like I'm in like a dream like I'm like there's no way this is happening right now but was I kind of got off track a bit um, who was a guy like your phone was obviously blowing up. People probably got your number from God knows who. 
who was a guy that like texted you and congratulated you that you would have never thought you were basically like, holy crap, like this guy's, this guy's texting me. Like, who was that guy for you? Well, I mean, the biggest, the biggest guy was Bill, Bill Belichick. So wow. that, was, that was the one. Yeah, wow. that, was, that was the one where it's like, you know, and that didn't happen. Like that didn't happen right, right after the game. Might've been, might've been the next day. Come here. I was, I was in my hotel room and I'm going, you know, and I had all these texts I hadn't opened yet. Like, you know, I was like, wow, it was, it was like 1200 to 1300 that I'd, I'd return like a hundred of them. And then I'd return, then it'd be another, another 200 would come up. So I'm like, I gotta just stop. I just gotta stop the whole thing. <laughs> text so i just i just decided hey i'm not, I'm not going to do any more text at all so i was just kind of ignoring him and i you know his text pops up on unknown number and it was um you know a nice message for him and it was you know he signed it you know bbb class we went to i went to wesley and he went to wesley in same school but he signed a bb class of i think 76 and i'm like holy sh- holy shit that's bill belichick you know <laughs> so that was pretty cool frank caliendo he does oh, all I know Frank Caliendo. That, that was kind of that was like the coolest one because I'm like he's like he's like hey I just I saw you on, I saw you on Twitter I couldn't believe you know I, whatever whatever it was and he's like he's like I got your number and he texts me so that was cool too and then the, the funniest ones are like the ones from people I haven't, I haven't heard from in like you know 40 years like my my uh my kindergarten class who I hadn't you know I hadn't talked to I, I moved away when I was like first grade I hadn't talked to anyone in my kindergarten class since I left. And all of a sudden, there needs to be a picture of us. Like, 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 like when I was in kindergarten, you know, all of us like like five or six years old or whatever it was. And that was that was great. My my kindergarten teacher sent me a text. Like just all these, because I'm sure what happens is people are like, whatever happened to Tobin Anderson, right? No one, you know, whatever, whoever. And all of a sudden, they're watching TV, and it's like, hey, the guy, he's coaching, he's coaching a basketball game, and he's coaching against Purdue, and it's like, oh, that's where he's at, you know, and, and like. It was yeah, nuts. see you on ESPN. <laughs> yeah, I mean, ESPN are good. Today's show or Good Morning America. Like, what is this idiot doing on one of these shows? So, uh, <laughs> but your man um, O'Keefe, Damon, he's he's the best fan. He was he he was texting me. He texts me after every 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 game I hear from him. So like, you know, I could I, I only returned a certain number of texts, but he was I was definitely getting back to him. He's my he's my guy. So I had to I had to get back to him. But yeah, it was a it was a crazy time. It was it was nuts. Do you wish Frank Caliendo would do an impression of you? He told me he's going to. He said he wanted to do a okay. basketball coach, but I'm, I'm sure that lasted for a while. But no, I mean, that I think he's one of the funniest guys of all time. Like, I love Frank Caliendo. So I, getting his thing was like, because I just think all his John Gruden stuff and all the John Madden, like, I think he's hilarious. You know, I think he's like, he's like one of the funniest guys. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, he is one of the funniest guys of all time. So I love, I love, I love that. That was, that, so, so to me, like, Belichick was awesome. Like, Caliendo, like, oh, that's cool. Frank Caliendo texts me. Like, I love that guy, you know? Have you heard his Bill Walton impression? Yes. Oh, yeah. Yep. 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 Is, cool better, is there a better player than Detlef Schrenn? Like, nope. no, <laughs> I think the guy, he's a riot. So I, he's, he's great. Um, so how does it feel now? He's being talked about as one of the biggest Cinderella's. You know, you're up there with FGCU, UMBC. Valparaiso. I'm, I'm just naming all the Cinderellas off the top of my yep. head right now. How does it feel to be a part of all-time tournament moment, and people are going to be remembering you for forever? Yeah, I think it's I think it's wonderful. You know, I think I think when you think I think people said it's a, the biggest upset in NCAA tournament history you know, as far as the underdogs and the point spread and all that kind of stuff and all that all that and you know, um, I think the more remarkable thing, like you talked about, 
was you know, going from a, a four-win team and we're beating Purdue, but like where we came from the year before, going from four four wins as a program to going to the round of 32, went into NCAA games. So, yeah, I mean, it's one of those things like the players will will have in their, in their the rest of their lives will have that as a memory and the pictures and the videos. And I mean, I still get them all the time and people send them to you. It's just, it's just, it's incredible. I mean, I, honestly, you know, it's, it's like, and I'm, you know, I've been around for a while. So like, I'm not, I still love the, all that stuff, but it's like, I, I've, I've kind of had to move on because we've been so damn busy here at Iona. I think it'd have been more fun to enjoy it if I'd have stayed at FDU because we'd have had more time to celebrate and, and enjoy that kind of stuff and dinners and all that. So it's like, almost like we had to leave and go, go over here. And everybody else got to enjoy all the all the success and all the all the, <laughs> the parties and the, the the celebrations and stuff. So we I mean, we yeah, we're still a part of things. But I'm happy for the players. I'm happy for like like Dimitri and Grant, the guys who came from from Division Two who who are used to to you know on a, van rides and van rides and and, oh. and you ever been to St. Thomas Gym and the the gym you know you could fit that thing in my office over here. Yeah. So, <laughs> to go play in front of twenty thousand people, like what an experience for those guys. And I was I was just so happy. Like Dimitri Dimitri Roberts is one of the best kids, one of the best like people ever been around. Like one of the hardest workers. So committed. Like to see him have that success. Like he deserves all that success. Like he's a he's just a a one of a kind per- person. And you know and 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 then I'm happy for him. So you're you're at Iona now. Yeah. Um, you, your coaching career started in Clarkstown, you know, a long, a decent time ago, coached there for five to six years Go, you, you were at stack. Is it feel, you know, so close to where it all started? Does, does it feel a little more like at home now that you're, you're at somewhere that's just like, you know, very similar to where, where you started at and you're, you're kind of just like back to where it all began essentially. I coached at Clarkson. Oh, Clarkson. <laughs> That's like, on me. I'll take that one on me. I know Clarkstown really well. I, I, my, my, my wife teaches the Clarkstown district. I, I coached at Clarkson, which is like – Then oh, I messed God. that one up. <laughs> I read wow. it as Clarkstown. That one's on me. No, but, it, but it's – um, but Clarkson's actually funny. It's up by, it's up by Canada. It's like right on the border of Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's up north. So I'm, so I'm happy I'm further down south now. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to a warmer weather. My, my wife's from Kentucky and from Tennessee. She actually coached, teaches in the Clarkstown district. She wants to go south. She goes, oh, you know, no, let's go south. So I'm like, we're gradually getting further down south, and we're actually down <laughs> well. So we're south. But no, it's Iona's a great place. We're happy to be here. We're excited to excited to be here. Like I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled. It's a great program, a lot of tradition, and um, or you know, they've always won here, and we got to keep it going. Um, so I'm sure you've been asked this question numerous times with ever since you got the job, ever since the introductory press conference. But I'd be remiss to ask. Um. How, so I was asking in a different way, not not to sound like the, the same questions over and over. How are you going? So you bring in all these recruits. You literally just completed your staff the other day, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yep. yep. How are you going to continue the success that Rick Pitino and Tim Lewis left at Iona? How are you going to continue that success? Yeah, I mean, the thing about Iona is they've been they've been great for a long time. You know, there's been like the most, the, by, by far the most successful uh, program in the in the, in the uh, conference. They've won 14 MAC championships, been the NCAA's eight of the last 11 years. So like even Kevin Willard was here, is at Maryland now. Um, Tim Welsh, who coached at Providence, great coach, was here. Jerry Welsh was a tremendous Potsdam coach for a long time, was here. Jeff Ruland, who's a hall, you know, played in the NBA for 15 years, great coach, great player. So they've always won here. You know, they're, they're, when a, when a school wins, right? There's usually a, a lot of reasons why they win all the time like that. So I think there's a lot of resources here. So like our thing is we're not going to change a lot of what we do as far as just like our approach to every day, working hard, 
um, recruiting good kids, recruiting good, you know, guys that are competitive, you know, competition's big for us. We're going to play hard. We're going to play together. We're going to be uh, do the right things on the court, off the court, be good people. And if you do those things and you get you, you recruit good enough players, you'll be able to win a lot of games, you know? So I think, and obviously it's, it's a chance, it's a tremendous challenge. I mean, the, the challenge here is, is to try to sustain what Iona has always been as a, you know, an NCAA tournament team on a, on a yearly basis. That's hard to do. And now the next big thing for us is like, Iona's never won an NCAA game. They've always gone to the tournament and they've lost like some heartbreaking. And I've heard a lot from the, the, the alums and the boosters about the games <laughs> they've lost, like a buzzer beater here, um, bad call here, things like Tough that. Tough luck. Yeah. So it's like, our things we'd love to take Iona to the to the NCAA's and win a game, you know, get to get to the next round or, or get to the Sweet Sixteen or make a run. That's ha- that has not been done here before, so it's it's good. Like you always want to have goals, right? It's good to go to a place and do something that's not been done before. So it's stack, stack had never been to the NCAA tournament, right? Or never won a conference championship. We went to stack, got that going. FDU had never won a never won a, a first round game, hadn't been to the second round. No one NAC team. We did that, right? So now you're Iona. Like all this success, all these wins. Like, what do you, what do, you, what's a big? Well, they've never been past the, the first round, so let's go win an NCAA game and try to make a run in the NCAA tournament. And like, 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 that's not, you know, and there's no guarantees, and it's going to be hard to do. And everybody knows it's hard to win NCAA games, and we'll always, we're always going to be probably a, probably a 13 seed or a 14 seed or a 12 seed, like in that range. So you got, you have to go beat a, a top 20 team, but you know. That's, Proving that's, you could do that. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's been, that's what's happening. I mean, Florida Atlantic, you know, went to the Final Four as a as a nine seed. You know, it could have been in the championship game. St. Peter's went to the Elite Eight as a what are they a fifteen seed, right? I mean, they're just fifteen, yes. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been done. Um, doesn't mean it's easy to do. Doesn't there's no guarantees. Like, you know, I'm sure that the people want to if, if we don't we don't get it done, they're like, ah, you, you know, you you didn't get it done. But like, let's you want to have goals. Like, goals are goals are important. So we're we're gonna work our hardest every day to 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 win to 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 do the right things and put a, put a team out there that can do those kind of things. Writer's uh, uh, rider, block for a minute there. Um, I was, I still can't believe Tim Clarkstown Clarkstown. Oh, well, it happens. It looks the same. <laughs> Trust me. There, there, there's, listen, I wasn't, it wasn't like, like, like uh, Memphis or, or Carolina or something. So yeah, yeah. It, was, it was close. Yeah. Um, so, Come back to Lounge. You know, you were an assistant at Siena for a couple of years. Yep. Yep. You know, you were you were giving me you were giving me dirt before for Siena, but are you are you ready to come back to are you ready to come back to Loudonville? Well, I loved I love Siena. So I was there for two years. Like I I loved my, my family was there. My you know obviously we, we we moved there for I was I was living in um north of the city up there. I, I'm, I'm so bad with names. We lived across the bridge up there, but like about 50 minutes away. Like I, we loved it. Albany's a great city, great people. Like we loved it there. So I mean, they they love they they're a big basketball. You know, basketball program, basketball city. They love their they love their teams up there. Um, I met a lot of great people there. So no, it's it'll be a you know they're they're good. You know they've done a great job. They've always won championships. And you know when they, when I before I got there, they had a run like Fran McCaffrey was there. They went to the NCAA tournament. They beat they beat Ohio State. They, yeah. They they've won games. They've had a lot, they've had success. So um, yeah, I'm ex- I'll be excited to go back up there. You know, I mean there's some great restaurants up there too. Hopefully get there early. Go go go, go out and get a nice meal like you're. They're, they're not as good a restaurants as, as there are in Rockland County. Bellini's <laughs> Pasta, amazing. Yeah. Bellini's yeah. Pasta. If you ever, let let me know, you shoot me a text. What's we'll that place called? Bellini's. It'll be a great time. Bellini's. Bellini's. I've been to Bellini's. Oh yeah, no, I've been to Bellini's. Yep, yep. I, I know Bellini's. There's also a great steakhouse um downtown. Really, really good spot that we used to take our recruits to all the time. We were there. It was really good. What the hell is it called? Um, 
great place downtown too. So, There's you know, so many I, good places there. I like, I like Albany. There's, you know, I like, downtown's good. It's, it's all good, you know? So just, yeah, hopefully people will see it will treat, treat us nicely and don't not, not, uh, you know, beat us by 30. We're, we're up, we're down there, up there, up there, <laughs> going back up. There. Oh, you're going back up. Yeah. Up, down, all back north, back north. Yeah, back north. Hopefully it won't be another, it might be a gold game for the last like two Iona games we were wearing all yellow. So it might be just be like a sea of gold and yellow all over the place. Well, I watched last year's game and man, it was not, it was not pretty. That was, oh. I was, that, that was, it was not pretty, pretty for Sienna. It was not, not pretty for Iona. So <laughs> I mean, man, that was a, that was a beat down. Um, since we're talking basketball, we need an NBA finals pick. Oh. It's a hard one, right? I mean, like, I would have thought Denver for sure until the, the Heat. The Heat, like Heat, are so resilient. Like they win Game Two. So man, I'm, I'm the. I just want to see a good series. That's all I care about. So like, I hope it goes seven. And I and I don't. Yeah, me too. I would think Denver wins, but man, man Miami just they just seem like they don't. Team. They refuse to go away. They like oh, won't lose. <laughs> like a team of destiny or something. They just keep and they're just so freaking tough. So yeah. um, if I was well, sure. if I had to pick somebody, I'd pick Denver. But man, I, I would not be. I would not be shocked if Miami wins it. I'm just still feeling the real the pain of a Knicks fan, just all coming back with the Miami. Oh. <laughs> Miami, oh, all over. a long ways away, man. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a Cavs fan here. Thank you. Let's try to be you guys, realistic. You know, I, I want to have hope. I want to have hope. Aaron Judge is on the IL. Let me ha- let me have the Knicks. <laughs> let me let me have the Knicks. <laughs> Mets are playing terrible, as Damon knows. My man Damon, I mean, we're oh. a big, big Mets fan. They're, they're I'm a big Mets fan. They stink. They stink. I watched the game last night. They're terrible. Uh, what's the name? Alonzo hits a homer and he's talking trash. And then Carrasco lets up four runs. <laughs> what a it's a mess. I was I thought this would be the Mets year or two. They're just they've been terrible. Who, who's Verlander's pitching nine? I think. Yeah, and what Lindor's bat? Lindor's batting two thirteen. They 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 stink. They shouldn't stink. They they, they should be a lot better. They should. I think it's the manager, and I'm like, this oh. is coming from me. This I like Buck. Buck's good. Yeah, it's not. But, Buck. You know, but you know, with Buck, every time, like you know, he lead, like managed the Yankees in '95, got ten. They bring in Tory in '96. They go on this run. Managed They're not the even box in 2000 gets canned and they win. Mets aren't even 500 right now, Stan. I wouldn't be worried about maybe maybe they, they maybe they start hitting the ball. You don't <laughs> think the fire and buck's gonna solve the problems? Yeah, I don't. That's it's just a scapegoat. It's not gonna solve anything. I mean, in today's day and age, you 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 got to make the playoffs. So you have to make. If you, you spend that kind of money, you got to make. Like, it's a wild card. Yeah. You have to make the playoffs. Like, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's it's a disgrace. Especially with an expanded playoff too. Like there's really no. It's, it's ridiculous. They're not even second in the division. Miami is. Is that right? I didn't even know that. I, I, yeah. I, I, I've been so, like, we've been so busy. I watched, I started, I've started watching like, the last couple weeks. I'm just disgusted. I watched the whole game last night. I'm like, this is ridiculous. I mean, they were up, they were up what, 5 1, 6 1. I mean, they just, they just, they yeah. just blow it consistently. No mental toughness. No. I went, I went to the gate, went to the Yankee game yesterday, and it was all smoke. I, I, I got up this morning. I feel like I, like, it felt like I smoked like eight packs of cigarettes. Like I'm that. You, you could, Look out my window right now. It's like it's like it's like you're in a fog right now outside my window. I'm not sure. Let me move open. over. Let me move over. This it's is, bright orange outside. That's my window right there. Look out my, my look out the window. It's my campus. It's it's, it's like it's it's incredible. It's terrible. Yeah. It's like a scene out of Breaking Bad. They're here. Like, I feel like a me- I feel like a meteorologist right now. Better stay. Uh, there's no soccer. There's no there's no soccer today for the for the pirates of down in Pearl River. I <laughs> <laughs> stay inside. No, no, no Damon O'Keefe camp going on today. We have to stay yeah. Oh yeah, he did. Uh, yeah, he did tell me that. He did tell me. Yeah, he's got oh. that. He's got the camp. Tobin, thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure having you. Yeah, yeah it was good. Good talking to you guys. You guys have been great. It's more more of a fun interview than, than most of these ones I do. I have to, it's the same old questions all the time. So that was great. It was like, I appreciate it.
Yeah. I can, Thank you. Whatever you're in that we'll, we'll do a, we'll do a CNI on a uh, preview. If, if things are going well for it, if we're not doing if we're, if we're not any good, I'm like, I'm not getting on next time. <laughs> we'll, we'll get Carm on eventually. And then, you know, we'll call it the New York sports exchange bowl. And then, you know, we'll, we'll get a picture. I'll get Carm. Carm and I are good friends. So I'll call Carm. Like, listen, get, get off. These guys are good dudes or whatever it is. So hopefully we're both like, 20 and two and we're going to jump on there but if we're if we're like 10 and 12 i'm not i'm not going on any <laughs> i can't blame you for that game for that game i'll say i'll be sure to sit court side because some sometimes yeah. i sometimes i do work the table really yes. be, be big time then that's great that's good, sometimes good I, do work I, love, the table. I love that the arena is great to play and it's a great it's a great atmosphere so hopefully we're hopefully we're both good it's, it's a great game up there Sheldon, we hope to have you on next time hopefully awesome. if you're ever in Loudonville, let me know I'll be there. I, I, I have to go at least one time. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that is true. I avoid that one unless I get unless I get suspended or something. But I, that's not the plan. So I'll be up there. To- Tobin Anderson, you're the best, my right, man. Thanks, thanks Phil. Thank you. Yeah, All right, thank you. you. Later. Phenomenal interview with Tobin Anderson. He's the man. Tobin's he the man. literally is man. He just is the man. Like yeah, I don't I don't know how else to describe it. Like he is. He just is the man. He's the man. We might put a future down on Iona to win the back. I I already did. <laughs> you already you already did. You already did. Right, so right after the interview. <laughs> oh boy, the New York Sports Exchange curse. <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll see if we have a we'll see if we have a curse or not. Um. All right. So we're gonna talk some live golf. They did it. Oh, they did it. All right. Those so crazy I crazy sons of bitches. As as a as a golf fan. I'm excited golf, because this is, this is awesome. Awesome. But just as like a, as a human being, like it's so fucked. Like these guys that stayed on the tour and yeah. like, we're saying they don't want to take, you know, the Saudi, the Saudi nine 11 money, like so respectable guys, world-class people. And then, then they, they get backstabbed by a, a buyout merger. I, yeah. And they didn't even know about it. That they found they it on found Twitter. Out, they found out when we all, they found out when we all found out. The they have a reason. Part. They have a reason to be furious. I heard. So here's what I heard, right? And I, I was going down this last night. So I heard when they had the players meeting, it was like ninety percent to ten percent were like just booing them. And then when they said they want like a new, when they want like they were like saying they were trying to get like a new head. There was a standing ovation, like a, a new like head of the PGA Tour. Like everyone was standing ovation, clapping and stuff. So I, I could tell the the golfers aren't happy. My, I'm just gonna ask you this. Because you know okay. there's a merger now. I don't I don't know how it's gonna work to you, whether they're joining the teams or not. I don't think we have any of the full details yet. I think it's gonna be like a whole completely different thing. I don't think they're gonna Yeah. Because yeah, I we don't have, like, it's gonna be it's gonna be a completely different name. Like yeah, it's not gonna I be know. called PGA, it's not gonna be called Live. Like it's gonna be a completely different name. I don't think well, because the CEO of Live Golf was basically like he's not gonna be a part of this. Like he kind of yeah. just like I'm, is there going to be a holdout? You think from the the PGA guys? Do you think they're even going to participate and they're going to lose them too? There and they're going to start. There might be, but like I don't think like I don't really I like mean, think so because dude. like if you like after after Brooks won the PGA, it seemed like everybody was like happy for him and there was no like yo we hate this guy because you know he's live and like all this and I'm know, not I'm no 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 I'm not saying I'm not saying because of the players I'm saying there's certain golfers on the tour that turn down hundreds of millions of dollars. To yeah. say, listen, we're gonna stay here. We're gonna, res- you know, we're gonna honor the PGA Tour. We're gonna be respectable. We're not gonna move over. 
his buyout to them is just a slap in the face. I mean, Tiger Woods turned down reportedly yeah. eight hundred million dollars. So, but I think I, I think Tiger will live. I'm, <laughs> like, right, I'm, using, I'm just using that as an example. I know like Sam Burns was offered like one hundred and fifty million. These guys turned down. So it's it's just a slap in the face. It's I mean, what do you like? What's what are you gonna do? It's, I don't know what they're um, gonna do. It, it's 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 gonna be interesting to see. But as a golf fan, I'm excited. I'm very excited as a golf fan. But I I honestly I still think that they're gonna compensate. Rory oh, and Tiger and all. Of that. I just don't think it's going to be like a lot less than what it's going to be less, but it's still going to be a significant amount of money. Well, did you see Rory's press conference? Uh, what did he say? He was just like, listen, just like proves like everyone's got a price. Like he's like, I'm. He's like, I don't really want to go into. It. He's like, I'm over. I'm done with it. Like it is what he's like. It is what it is. Like, like, like he's like, I. About it. Like, yeah, because what is he going to say? Like he's just going to continually say the same thing. Like I, there's no more yeah. backing up anything anymore. They're the same thing now. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's really no. I mean, I'm very happy for Brooks Kapka. I'll, I'll say that. <laughs> like, congratulations. This guy, this guy basically joined Live when he was injured, built himself back up, wins the PGA, is making like $500 million. And on top Guaranteed. of that, he's going to make even more. This guy's about to be filthy rich. And the thing was, Liv did it right. They went after the headline guys. They tried to get they all did. the headliners. They were like, oh, this is, you know, he's got a big attitude. He's a big personality. Let me go get him. And yeah. and they took they took away so much revenue that PGA had to do something. And it honestly is a little bit of a pathetic move, but you got to do something. Yeah, they had to do something about it. Okay. 2011 NHL redraft. Honestly, it's just like, it's... I just sent some. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I was sent something about my what I saw. So, uh, so we'll start with the NHL. We'll start, I, I got uh, caught off guard for a bit. We'll start with the NHL redraft. We're going to start at number 10. Tim, you go first. All right. I'm excited. So my number 10 on this NHL 2011 redraft stand is going to be an ex-ranger. I'm actually going to take JT Miller and the number 10 spot. Okay. 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 I'm I'm for that. I'm for that. Um hmm. This is a tough one cuz you know, I am not the biggest hockey fan, but I can definitely hold my own. Number 10 I'm going to go Dougie Hamilton. I you know what? I like that pick. I can't complain. That's a good pick, Stan. <laughs> I'm going to go with Dougie Hamilton. You know, he's made himself, he's turned himself into a great player for the Devils, as much as I hate to say that, but, you know, good player. Number 10, Dougie Hamilton. Uh, number right. 9. I'm going to take the the boy from Edmonton, Alberta. I'm going to go with Nugent Hopkins. The one guy that went on, one number one overall, sliding all the way down to 9. Ironically enough, I was going to go with Nugent Hopkins at 9. So can't, that's, you know what? Can't go wrong with that. Can't go wrong can't with that. Go, uh, can't go wrong with it. You want to hear something funny enough? I have Dougie Hamilton actually in the eight spot. So I love Dougie Hamilton. I love his game. I think he's one of those big defenders that can move the puck and skate well. He does it all. So give me him at eight. Um, Number eight. Number eight, I'm going to go with Sean Couturier. Yeah, I left him off my list. Definitely an honorable mention, but I can understand why he's there. I'm not a huge Philly guy. I (laughs) I mean, I'm not a big Philly guy either, but, you know, up there with points, had a had, had a career high of seventy six points in twenty seventeen. Uh, phenomenal at winning faceoffs. It's he just a loaded draft. Point, yeah, you can't really of, you, you can't face-offs. really go wrong with anything here, Stan. All all these all these picks are yes. I mean, it's, it, you can't really go wrong. At number seven, number I, seven. I I did take Mika Zibanejad. Give me Zibby at number seven. 
I have him higher. I know you have him higher. <laughs> I have I have him I have him higher, but at number seven, I'm gonna go with. Hmm. I don't know. I'm. I'm. I've been like very stuck. Actually, I'll, I'll keep it respectable. I'll go with uh, John Gibson at uh, number seven. What a flip flop here! I got Gibson at six. I think Gibson, okay. the, the All American boy, has a, a place in my heart. Give me John Gibson at six. Okay. Number five. Because of energy. Oh no. Was that six? You 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 need to do your six. I need to do my six or wait. Yeah, my seven. Oh, so my seven was Zibby. Your seven was Gibson. My six is Gibson. Yours is. Okay, okay, okay. So my six is gonna be Jordan Bennington. Bing- yeah, Jordan Bennington. Bennington. There we gotcha. go. Gotcha. I can talk. Stanley Cup champion. As much as he sucks now, but you know he stepped up. Big time players step up in big time games, as Santana Moss once said. So. <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, Jordan Bingham. Jordan, I can't. Jordan Bennington. There we go. And there we go. All right. No, Tim, number, you're five. number five. Some some people might be a little butthurt and upset about this, but give me Johnny Hockey at number five. Oh, wow. Wow. I just think, okay. listen, he had a, another phenomenal year this year. He had a great year in Calgary the year prior, but the teams he on, it seems when he does perform, they don't do anything. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. Okay, my number five, I'm going to go with Mika Zibanejad. Yeah, I can't blame you for that. <laughs> okay, and then my number four, we're going to go with Johnny Hockey. My number four is actually Jonathan Huberdo. Oh, I forgot about Huberdo! Oh, fuck! <laughs> Slide him in at the four spot, too. Just go okay. slash. No, but then there's... Actually, yeah, number four, Jonathan Huberdo. Yeah. And then... But then, where do... Oh, God. No, just do, like, slash. Do, like, Zibanejad okay. slash. slash. Savannah Jad slash Huberdo, because I completely forgot about Jonathan Huberdo. Actually, no. My num- fuck Jordan Bennington. Benning- I can't even say his name. Bennington is Huberdo. Deserve- Huberdo at five. Savannah Jad at four. Uh, number three, I have Mark Shifley. I had Johnny Hockey. Hey, you can't, cannot blame you. Uh, okay. At number two, Gabriel Landeskog. My two... Well, my number three was good. Did I say, wait, I just completely lost track of that. I should have wrote this down, which is horrible on my part, but I'm just going to say it right now. My number three is going to be Landis Gog. My number two is Shifley. And then there's just a clear one, one Nikita Kucherov. <laughs> yeah. There, there, there's a clear number one and it's Nikita Kucherov. The um, Russian himself. What an absolute beauty. Yes. yes. I kind of ruined this redraft, which is, uh, it's okay. On, uh, it's part. all right. It happens. I apologize. So what year are we doing? We decided MLB. Well, the wheel decided MLB. What year are we doing? 2014. 2014. Hmm. 2014 MLB draft. Who is a part of this one? I'm trying. Uh, top pick. Ooh. Save it for next week. Don't spoil it. Just save oh, it. Oh, okay. Okay. I see. I see a couple of these guys. I, I, I enjoy. Ooh, this, this is going to be a good one. This is going to be a good one. The first like two picks are like, eh. hey, just hey, 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 just leave it. We'll we'll we'll, we'll break it down. I'll leave it alone. I'll leave it alone. All right, moving on. What I saw, I think we have a clear what I saw to start. What I saw is uh, the air quality here in the Northeast. It is absolutely terrible. I'll do my best meteorologist impression. If you can look at my window right here, you can see like a little bit of a glare. Let me like try and like cover it with the light. Oh nope, that didn't work. 
Um, so you can see before this, during the interview with Tobin, this looked like uh, straight out of Breaking Bad, where uh, they go to Mexico, where they do the flashback scenes in Mexico, and they were like bright yellow. Um, that's that's what that's what it sort of looked like. It feels like we're in a movie. It's just it's it's, it's, it's crazy. Blame Canada as uh, the South Park. Yeah, I'll actually. Canada. Yeah, Alberta lost, I think, 100 million acres due to forest fires. So it was Quebec. I think it was Alberta, too. Really? Holy shit. Dude, I think it might just be Canada in general, but I know Alberta was on fire for a while. Oh, God. Regardless, uh, our prayers are up to Canada because the weather up there is getting better. I heard heard it's supposed to simmer down, but let's get this smog out of here. Yeah. Um, My next one I saw, Madden. We have a cover athlete. The curse, the curse, the curse, the curse. Jets it's winning the division. Jets winning the division. Jets it's are winning Josh the division. Allen. Oh, boy. Oh, Tim, Tim's very excited, as you can tell. Jets are winning the division. <laughs> because Josh Plain Allen and simple. Matter. Plain and simple. He's going to break yep. his leg week three. Prayers out to his family. But <clears throat> Jets win the division. <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, Tim, you're what I saw. I played a horrendous round of golf oh, that I don't want to break down. I meant to, I meant to mention <laughs> uh, my next one I saw. I apologize. Um, I what I saw is Zion Williamson. Uh, oh my! Don't even break that tweet down. If you really want, if you want to go see what it was, go look it up. I don't even want to talk about that. <laughs> oh yeah, he, he uh, yeah, freaky He's, as uh, hell. Yeah, that's wow. Yeah, I'll never never forget at Duke. Go Blue Devils. He, he slid. It, he said to a uh, female Duke student on Snapchat, uh, "I have a big bed. Come sleep with me." Hey, can't hate the play. Just hate the game. Don't hate the play. I hate the game. And by hate the game, I mean the gumbo eating contest. Uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> That'll wrap it up. I, saw. <laughs> I played you a bad round of golf. I don't want to break it down. That's what I saw. <laughs> wow. Wow. Phenomenal episode. All time. Great episode. Phenomenal episode. Uh, that's going to wrap it up. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, be sure to like our videos. Actually, we're going to put the interview up on YouTube. Yeah, I've made that. I made that executive decision right now. We are putting that episode, uh, the interview, up on YouTube. So be sure to check that out. Be sure to like that video. Be sure to like the rest of our videos on YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube. Be sure to follow us and rate us on Spotify. Five stars. Five stars only. And we will see you guys on Tuesday. All right. Peace out. Peace out.